It's Friday night. I cannot believe it, really. I, it has gone so fast, and I've had so much fun, and you are all just wonderful. But I think tonight, the real heroes of this camp are your counselors. So let's give a hand to your mighty fine counselors. All of them have given up a week of their summer to come and spend this week with you. I have cried with a few of your counselors because some of you have asked Jesus Christ into your heart, and they have been in tears. Some of you have made other decisions, and I know that all of them would say it has been a joy to be here, and uh, you have made it absolutely wonderful, and we are just so thankful for this camp, for Phil, for Dave, for, uh, I keep wanting to call Willie Noah, I don't know why, Caleb has done a fabulous job, Eric has done a fabulous job, uh, I'm feeling quite old tonight because I remember when Caleb was not married, Eric was not married, yeah, I, and now they're in the retreat center with me, and they've got kids of their own, and it, time is just going fast. But it's all been wonderful. It's wonderful for me to see these, what I saw as young men grow up. And I, I even had a, this is really going to date me, but I had a counselor come up to me yesterday and today and tell me that I was her counselor and junior girls years ago. I'm like, thank you very much. Yeah, it makes it really makes me feel old, but wonderful. We had a wonderful conversation. Okay, so we have been talking about Miriam all week. Monday, Miriam was your age, and she was given really two roles. She was to be a daughter, and she was an obedient one. She was a sister. She did a great job with that. And then Tuesday, we saw that she'd waited and waited and waited, and then God did what he promised he would do, and she got to be a part of the exodus out of Egypt, and with an overflowing heart, she led the women in worship, and she became the very first prophetess in the Bible. Wednesday, we saw that even though she was a prophetess, she was not perfect, and that she sinned. And then on Thursday, we saw the consequence of that sin. Today, we are really going to um, see the end of Miriam's life and what that looked like. I want you just to get a little brief look at something that will help um, you understand it a little bit better. So you remember yesterday we were in Numbers chapter 12, and the whole thing went down with Miriam making um, accusations, or she was jealous, not content, made accusations, and then God afflicted her with leprosy, and then the whole camp had to wait for seven days. Miriam then 
got to join the camp. Uh, Back again, she was healed as her brother Moses prayed for her. When we look at chapter 13, so we're just going right after all of this, we see that God says to Moses, I want you to send 12 men out to spy the land that I have promised to you, the promised land. I want you to send them out, and I want you to have them spy it out, and then I want them to come back, give a good report, and I want the people to go in, and I want them to take the land as their own. I'm going to help them. So, I mean, this is right after the whole congregation has waited the seven days. They have seen the consequence of Miriam's sin, and now this is what God is saying, and Moses does that. He gathers one person from every tribe. He sends them out. They are gone uh, for 40 days, you'll see in verse 25, and then they come back. And they start giving this report. Oh, yeah, the land is fabulous. We really would like to live there, but we're a little bit scared of the giants that live there, and there's absolutely no way that we can have this land. Now, this was a land that God had promised Abraham. Remember, God had also promised Abraham, I'm going to make you the father of many nations, the father of so many people that it's more than the stars in the sky. And that happened in a foreign land. So God is always uh, fulfilling his promises. So they should be believing God, but they don't. And you'll see in verse, in chapter Um, 13, that they are like, no, all except for Joshua and Caleb. But God is not happy. We, we, We know what happens when God sometimes is not happy. Now, he's very merciful, but sometimes he has had enough. So you'll see Uh, In chapter 14, verse 2, all the people complain. They're very upset. Why has God brought us out here? These people are huge. And the congregation got so upset, you'll see in verse 10, they, they want to stone Moses. And then God says in verse 11, you know what? I have about had it with these people. They do not believe me when I tell them something. And so it happens that God is so upset that he decides all the people 20 years and older, they aren't going in. I promised them this land, but they don't believe that I can deliver my promise, and they're not going in. Now, is Miriam older than 20? Yeah, way older than 20. So is Moses, right? So is Aaron, So here is what, and you'll see that right in the chapter that we were looking at. So in the desert, your bodies are going to fall. He's so upset about their complaining and their disbelief in his promises, which we, aren't we all thinking, you know, we parted the Red Sea in here. I brought people on dry land. I delivered you from those very experienced Egyptian warriors, and you won't believe me when I say I'm going to give you this land? 
I'm done. I've had it. So he says, all of you, 20 years of age or older, you're not going to go in. And he's going to make them wander around for 40 years. He's really upset. One year for each day that those men were gone spying out the land. So that means that our dear Miriam isn't going to get to go to the promised land. And in fact, a year before the children of Israel actually went in under the leadership of Joshua, Miriam dies. I've actually been to Petra and seen it's nothing remarkable. Nothing remarkable, but Miriam dies in the wilderness as God said. All the people, even though she was a prophetess, she didn't get any special treatment. She was among the people that complained and didn't believe God, and God says, you're not going in, Miriam. And actually, Aaron and Moses did not get to go in. So, are we ever going to see Miriam again? Absolutely. I believe Miriam is in heaven. She sinned. Yes, she did. But Miriam was a prophetess of God. She faithfully served God. And someday, wouldn't it be fun, since we know so much about Miriam now, to actually, when we get to heaven, to have a conversation with her? Do you think that's possible? Yeah. I think that we will have millions of years to have all kinds of conversations with all the people that we have learned about as we've studied God's word. Now, that is if you have asked Jesus Christ to be your savior. If you have accepted the fact that, yes, I'm a sinner, just like Miriam. Miriam was a prophetess, but she was also a sinner, saved by grace. And she is in heaven today, not because of what she did, but because of what Christ did. I want to tell you that when I was your age, I went to a good news club in my town. A lady came to our door. Some of you know that I, I've mentioned before that my dad and my mom weren't very nice people. And so I didn't love being home. In fact, any way, way I could get out of being at home, I did. And a lady came to our house one day and asked if I would like to go to a good news club. Some of you might remember those. And so on Tuesday afternoons after school, I would go and I would listen to her story. And really, the reason I went was because I was hungry. Um, my dad did not like to feed us. And so I was always hungry. And the lady, her name was Mrs. Brown, told me that there would be snacks at Good News Club. And so I would go every Tuesday, and I would hear all of the stories. And they used flannel graph when they, she told the stories. 
And one day, she put a picture similar to this on the flannel graph. And I really had been listening about the stories about Jesus. And when I saw the blood on Jesus and that he was suffering and that somebody had beat him, I knew exactly what that felt like. So I raised my hand and I said, I thought you told me before that Jesus had access to all the angels. If that's true, why didn't he get help from the angels and not take the beating and die on the cross? And she said, Sandy, he could have. But he loved you so much, he was willing to take the beating and die on the cross for your sins. Well, I knew that I had sinned. I sometimes was so hungry that I would steal pop bottles from the neighbor's house and get money for them to buy candy. Remember my other story earlier this week about candy? I was all about that. And I said, and I, I said this out loud, my dad beats me, and I always try to run and get away from him. God willingly took a beating for me. He didn't call the 10,000 angels he could have called. He was willing to take a beating for me. And she said, yes. And right there that Tuesday afternoon, I thought, if Jesus loved me enough to take a beating for me when he didn't have to, then I want him to be my savior. I want him to be my father. And I never looked back on that. That was the best decision I ever made. Was everything perfect when I got home and for quite some time? No. But in my heart, I really did believe that Jesus loved me and that he died on the cross for my sins. What we believe makes all the difference on how we live our lives. That's what we want for all of you. And what I was thinking would be so cool. This is Friday night. And this whole group, we might not all be together ever. Some, some of you are going to be seventh graders, and you're going to go on up to junior high camp next year. This group will never be together just like this. But I thought, if everybody here has asked Jesus Christ to be their Savior, we could have a reunion in heaven. Can you hear it now? Maybe from uh, some megaphone. All jun junior girls from 2023 meet in Pastor Caleb's mansion for a reunion. Jesus Christ will be our teacher. Wouldn't that be fun? That's what we would love, wouldn't we? Wouldn't that be fun? And, and girls, I don't know exactly what it's going to be like. I think it's going to be far greater than I can even imagine. But maybe, maybe. And when I look at all your beautiful, precious faces, I don't want one of you not to be there. 
It's whosoever will. Let me tell you, I was just a little girl that had nothing. But Jesus saved me, and he makes all the difference. So, maybe you've come to camp, and you are like, I, I was saved before I got here, and I know that I am on my way to heaven, and I know that someday when I die, I'm going to go to heaven. This is what we're to do while we wait. Just like Miriam was waiting for Moses to deliver them, for God to bring a deliverer, we are waiting, and the Bible tells us to be imitators of him. Now, that's going to take some intentionality on your part. It is not going to be, I am going to leave camp on Friday night, and Saturday, Sunday, I'll go to church. Maybe I'll tell a few people how great camp was. And then, you know what, it's just going to be like magic potion, and I am going to be Christ-like. It doesn't work that way. We have some things to do. One thing is, when I, th I was thinking about Miriam, I've been studying Miriam and loving it since about... Mm, January or February, and when I saw that she died, I thought, Lord, please help us to number our days, to use them wisely as we thank you so much for saving us. And how can we do that? Girls, get to church. I, church isn't everything. Church isn't saving you. But God says, go to church. Be around other Christians. Be there when the word is open. Sing songs with other people. He has good reason for us to do that. Sometimes the old COVID days kind of sneak in on us and we think, oh, I can just stay home. I'll just watch it on TV. Don't do that. Get yourself to church. If you need a ride, somebody will give you a ride. Be in the word. And I was wanting to be very intentional with this. How? How? You know, I, when I was your age, I, somebody would say, well, be in the word. I didn't, I'm like, I don't know how to be in the word. I, I don't know how to do that. I'm trying to give you just a few ideas of things you can do. I, when I was your age... Things were so terrible at home that I escaped through books. I love to read. So what I really love, and you, of course, know that now, I love to read about all the people in the Bible. I like to read the stories. And maybe you think, well, I don't even know where to start. I'll tell you where I'd start if I was you. I would get myself a picture Bible. One of those picture Bibles that will walk you through the whole Bible with pictures. And read those stories. It'll give you, especially if you get like a chronological one, they'll take you right through the Bible. That'll give you an idea of those stories, and it'll really be wonderful. I just got done reading through the book of Proverbs myself. I love that it. it has 31 chapters. You can do one a day every month. If it's... I don't even know what the date is today. But whatever the date is, if and I, I want to say this. If you get stuck and you miss a few days, just get started again. The devil would like you to believe, 
Well, I know I said I was going to read my Bible, but I've missed it for three days, so just forget it. I'll never get it. Don't do that. Just start over. So if it, let's just say, is, is it the 22nd today? I don't even know. So read Proverbs 22. And let's say tomorrow you end up not reading. Go, go to Proverbs 24 on Sunday. That's a good idea. I love, like I said, I love studying um, events in the Bible. Um, Alyssa has kind of given us word studies. That is wonderful. Topical studies. She talked about speech. That's really great. Maybe you're struggling with something. Maybe you're a worrier. And you think, ugh. Study that. Go to, you can easily Google worry in the Bible, and a whole bunch of verses will come up. Um, maybe gossip is something you know. Maybe you've been here, and you're like, you know, that's a real problem in my life. I could study that. Come up with something. I left the last one, which has become my favorite, memorize a passage. If you really want it to um, take over your life, memorize it. And it will go over and over in your mind. The names of God is another great one. I'm just trying to give you some practical ideas. This is one of my favorite verses when I think about, oh, Lord, I know you say to take every thought captive, but this particular thought I have is hard. I'm really struggling with this. I love this verse. This is love for God to obey his commands, and his commands are not burdensome. We might feel like they're burdensome, but remember, we're not going to go on feelings, junior girls. We're going to go on truth. The Bible says, therefore, our own good. That makes sense? Therefore, our own good, even if I feel like this doesn't make any sense to me, God. I hesitate to show this picture, but I'm going to because I know in a room this size, there might be a girl that has lived in a home like I did when I was your age, and you don't feel like the other girls in the cabin, or tomorrow you're dreading going home, and you're, maybe your parents aren't saved or there's something wrong. When I was a little girl your age, my mom died. And so I went to camp, but going home didn't sound good. My mom didn't live there anymore. And I'm just thinking, in this size, there might be a little girl that was like me. The only reason I'm showing this picture is God can take something rotten and make it beautiful. If you follow him, love him, and obey his commands. And let me tell you, I mean, I got a lot of people from my church. I got my own grandkids here. Even my husband is here tonight somewhere. He, I'm not perfect. Far from it. But God is faithful when we try to obey his word he brings blessing upon blessing and upon blessing. And, you know, sometimes when I, I've seen Alyssa up here, she just looks so young and cute, and I'm thinking, what is this old lady doing up here? But maybe if I can just say, God is worth 
trusting even when it doesn't seem like he's doing anything. God is always working for your good. And the rewards that he has to give are beautiful and wonderful. I sort of wish I could bottle up this age. Some of you are going to go to junior high camp next year, and you're going to face some things maybe in seventh grade that are different. Maybe the kids are going to do things that you've never even thought about doing, or you're going to see things, or you're going to hear things maybe in a new school, an older school. Keep in the word. The word will guide you. The word will help you make really good choices. It will help you say, you know what? No, I, I don't think that's what I should do. And God is honored when we say no to the things he wants us to say no to. And he will reward you for following him faithfully. You're a wonderful group. God loves you. He wants you to have an abundantly wonderful life. The most important thing we've talked about all week is whosoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Emmy? Can you come up here? I'm going to embarrass her to death. I know several of you have gotten saved this week. But little Emmy, I was at her campfire on maybe Tuesday night or Wednesday night. Remember, I'm old and I've forgotten my days. But we were at a campfire and everybody was going around. And they were talking about different things they'd learned. And Emmy said, Jesus died for my sins. That was all she said. I think her counselor prompted her a little bit with, where, we, where do we find that in the Bible? And then this morning, Emmy came up to me and told me that she asked Jesus Christ to be her Savior. And I, I know there are others, and Emmy's probably wishing I'd have called somebody else. I know there are others that have done the same. But Emmy, are you going to be with us in heaven for the junior girls' reunion? Yes, you are. And why? Is it because of anything about Emmy? No, it's because Jesus paid it all. He took care of Emmy's sins. He took care of my sins, and he took care of your sins. And we all want to see everybody there. Caleb, is your, is your mansion going to be open for us? <laughs> He's given us a thumbs up. It'll be a good party. And he, let me tell you, the guy can do the snacks. He can do the snacks really, really well. So we'll have him bring the snacks. A really good salsa, I'm guessing. But uh, I'm just wanting you, I just want Nemi to proudly just say she got saved. And I know there are others of, yeah, if I could bring you all up, I would. But I just want to see you all whenever we get to heaven. I, we don't know when it'll be, but let's be faithful in our waiting. Let's be doing 
what God wants us to do. He has a wonderful plan and a wonderful ministry for every one of you. And you just follow that, and you'll be just fine. He will reward you with an abundant life more than you could ask or think. Thanks, Jimmy. All right, let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this wonderful, wonderful camp. Thank you for these wonderful girls and their absolute wonderful attention for their counselors who've been fantastic this week. Thank you for the program chair, all of those that make this possible. I especially am thankful for Seth, who helped me so much this week. And Lord, um, we just pray for each one of these girls. Lord, not one do we want not to see in heaven when we get there someday. We thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for our sins. And we're just so very, very grateful. In Jesus' name, amen.